Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com So they are talking about banning all lead ammo for hunting. And so as a hunter, what do you do? What kind of preparations do you make? How can you keep going? Listen to this episode to find out. Hey, this is George back with the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast, and a YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. Today, we're talking about what do you do if lead hunting ammo is banned? I don't know if you guys have seen a whole lot in the news lately, but there has been a lot of talk about trying to ban lead ammo for use in hunting nationwide. Now, this is not a new push. This has been going on for a while. Of course, if you're familiar, in 1991, they banned all lead ammo for waterfowl hunting. And I think, guys, just to be honest with you, it's only a matter of time before they ban lead ammo for everything. Now, I don't know if that's going to be in a month, a year, 10 years. I don't know. Um, and, and it may not be a national ban. It may start with states. There's already a couple states that have banned lead hunting ammo. We may see more states. We may then see a national ban. I don't know. It could happen a number of different ways. But the big question is, what do you do? Now, this episode is not to talk about the politics. It's not to talk about whether they should or shouldn't. It's not to talk about the environment or ecological science or anything else. All of those conversations and debates are worthy, but that is not what I am here to talk about today. I'm not here to share my opinion on any of those things. I'm here to talk about what do we do if it happens, regardless of the reasons, regardless of whether it's right or wrong. If it happens, what does a hunter do? How do we keep going? All right, this could be devastating for certain areas of hunting. Absolutely devastating. And so the best thing you can do as a hunter is prepare, is be ready. Don't let it catch you off guard. Because when it happens, if it happens, it is going to be massive catastrophic issues caused by it probably for years all right now it's a chance maybe they'll phase it in over the course of five or ten years maybe 
Um, I think it's probably just more likely to be state votes on it. It's banned. Maybe they'll have a phase-in period. Maybe they'll they'll let us know when the ban takes effect. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, if it happens. But the question is, what do you do about it? Well, first thing we do is we look back at what happened when this really did happen in waterfowl hunting. All right, this is exactly what happened. They banned it all. The entire industry changed. Now, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't banned instantaneously. There was notice. People knew it was coming. Ammo manufacturers knew it was coming. To some extent, people were able to prepare. Some did. Many didn't. Some companies did. Many didn't. Um, And we just had... It was chaos for a number of years as people tried exploring lead alternatives. Now, thankfully, you know, innovation was forced by this happening in the waterfowl industry. Um, And waterfowl ammunition has come a long, long way since lead was first banned and you had the first crude mass-produced steel alternatives hit the market, which were horrific. They were just terrible. What we have today is drastically better than the knee-jerk reaction steel ammo that hit the market immediately following the ban. And thankfully, to some extent, companies have been getting wiser to this. That prompted, you know, to see, okay, what else could we do? How could we innovate? This has become more and more realistic in people's minds. California has pretty much just gone ahead and said, no lead allowed in our state. Um, And so, you know, companies have been moving in this direction. So we are drastically ahead of the curve from where they were in 1991 when this happened last time. But what happened when waterfowl ammo lead was banned is that you had a quick switch over to the next cheapest, most mass-producible alternative, terrible as it was. And then it took about 10 years, maybe 15 years, for for the science and the technology and the innovation to really catch up. And honestly, I'm going to say it was probably 20 years before we really had some good quality stuff on the market. And... Um, it was probably closer to 25 years before we had excellent options on the market. And so it took a while for waterfowl ammo to get there. However, thankfully, that innovation is not lost. Those developments are not lost. We have them today, and they can help us in a lot of other areas when it comes to ammunition. Now, before I go any further, need to let you guys know that if you have not yet gone to iTunes and left a five-star review with comment, you need to do that because it's the number one way to help this channel grow and reach more people. Of course, if you haven't subscribed, you should probably do that too. Now, when, when all that happened with waterfowl ammo, steel was the alternative, and it was terrible. And it was improved and improved and improved to become reasonable, to become decent, to become good. Steel will never be excellent. It just it, it lacks the scientific capabilities 
to obtain excellence as ammunition. Lead is really the best ammunition you could use as a mass-produced hunting ammo. Its properties are like just God-designed to work well for ammunition. The way that it retains mass or can retain mass if properly jacketed and developed. The way that it, it deforms on impact. Um, the way that it's malleable, yet it doesn't shatter, yet it retains weight as a shotgun pellet and deforms and breaks through bone and the energy that it retains in the air. It's just really perfect. And all of that balanced by the fact that it is not rare. It's easy to get, easy to produce, easy to mold into ammunition. It's the perfect stuff. If it wasn't toxic... It, there would be no reason to ever do anything else. All right? That's just the number one thing. Now, I'm not going to get into the politics of the toxicity. I know some people think that it's destroying the environment. Other people think it's a political hoax. And you have 100 positions in between. That's not what we're here to talk about today. But we do know that it is toxic to people. If you get too much lead, you will die. If you get less lead than that, you can get sick. And especially children are susceptible to lead. So we know lead is a toxic substance. To what degree lead in ammunition and the impact of our game and then the food that we eat has any significant impact on human health, that is very highly debated and I'm not here to talk about it. That's just not the subject we're getting into today. It's being banned because it's toxic. Whether or not that toxicity has the stated impact on humans and animals. I'm not here to debate. Um, the question is, what do we do because of the ban? And so it's, it goes game species by game species, I think. So first and foremost, obviously, waterfowl hunting, totally unaffected, right? We've already solved this problem. But waterfowl hunting will be affected. It will be drastically affected if lead is banned nationwide for hunting. Like, well, George, they've, they've already replaced lead with steel and bismuth and tungsten and various other things in certain places. You know, how would that be affected if they ban it for other kinds of hunting? You know, this has already been dealt with. Yeah, I know. That's what everybody thinks. People like to think that that's convenient. The reality is it's going to be drastically affected. Scarcity, supply, demand, cost, materials are going to spike. Because now all of a sudden we need to retool everything. We need to draw from these same materials for everything. And the price and availability of waterfowl ammo is just going to become terrible for a while. It's going to be very hard to get. It's going to be very expensive because there's going to be massive demand for this ammo for other things and for these components to make ammo for other things. So while waterfowl companies don't need to do anything to change the ammo that they're making, we have already have good options on the market, they're just not going to be able to produce those options. This is going to be like an election year coupled with a COVID year at the same time for availability, scarcity, and pricing for materials, raw components, and then the ammo in and of itself. We look at other forms of hunting. So say you've got turkey hunting. 
Well, we already have better than lead options for turkey hunting. We have TSS ammunition, tungsten super shot, 18 GCC ammo versus lead's 11 something GCC, superior to lead, non-toxic, more dense, better range, smaller pellets, more power, more energy at distance, better everything really. Uh, essentially superior to lead in every capacity except it's harder to machine and it's much more scarce and expensive. All right, if it wasn't for cost, we could just replace lead altogether today with tungsten super shot for everything. And we would just do that and it would be great and everybody would be super happy. Hooray. But the cost is massive compared to lead. All right, you've got lead turkey loads that start in the $1 range, and then you've got TSS loads that are more like the $12 to $15 range. The cost is astronomical compared to lead, roughly 15 times more expensive. Now, there are premium lead shells in the $2 to $3 range. But still, you've got TSS these days in most places off the shelf closer to $15 a shell. So drastically more money. And what you're going to have happen is, of course, the demand for TSS is going to go up. And then people are going to, they're it's going to just disappear off the shelves. The price is going to go up. Availability is going to go down. And then you're just going to have big issues. Now, a lot of people... They're just not going to be able to afford to go to TSS, even if the price stays the same as it is now. And it won't stay the same. It will go up a lot, at least for a little while, if you can find it because of demand. It's just going to be crazy. And so if that happens and people are going to say, okay, well, whether you could have afforded it at the current price or not, you might not be able to find it. You might not be able to afford it at the new price. What's plan B? At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, people start using steel ammo for turkeys. Oh, I really recommend against that. That is terrible stuff. It really is. 
Um, I mean, you're, oh, I really hope I never see the day when people start using steel ammo in mass for turkey hunting. Better option than steel is bismuth. Bismuth is much closer to the properties of lead. If you size up by one shot size for lead, for bismuth, then you can get very similar impact to lead, um, at least from the waterfowl bismuth standpoint. Boss copper plated bismuth makes their new buffered load. This is a waterfowl load, but honestly, the patterns are tighter and better than a lot of turkey loads. All right. You're seeing better patterns with Boss Warchief, which is their new buffered load, copper-plated bismuth, than you are Remington Nitro Turkey or Remington Magnum Turkey, or basically any turkey load on the planet, except for Winchester Longbeard XR, which is head and shoulders above everybody else, period. They are the best. But you get some buffered bismuth loads, Boss Warchief, um, Winchester makes a buffered bismuth load. I think Kent does also. You can get some pretty good patterns with those. They're not up to spec for Winchester Longbeard. They're just not. They're not as good. But it may be that these companies, I'm thinking probably Boss specifically, will innovate quickly and rebuffer, re-engineer, use a turkey wad, all the different things that you might do to make bismuth more viable for turkey hunting, they will probably do that overnight. All right, I, I just, knowing the guys at Boss, knowing how quick they move, you know, knowing how fast they turn things around and, and they, they'll take their, they'll take the wads and technology they're using for their Boss Tom uh, TSS shot and they'll just turn it right around and start using that with bismuth and develop some bismuth turkey loads that are, you know, they will they will lead the market almost guaranteed if this thing happens, at least at the forefront because of how quickly they can turn. Other companies will then work to catch up. But that is probably what's going to happen for turkey hunting. You're going to have a quick shift to bismuth now. Then what's going to happen? Bismuth is going to disappear. Bismuth is just going to straight up disappear. Prices are going to go through the roof. Availability is going to go down. It's going to be very hard to get bismuth during turkey season. Um, it is just, uh, it hurts me to even think about how the, the impact this is going to have. Unless we have like a five to ten year phase in period. But what we know about people and not you guys that are listening to this episode, but we know about people in general is that they're just not really good with being ahead of things. And nobody's going to go buy anything else until the lead ammo is banned and they can no longer use what they have. And then they'll go to the store all at the same time and there won't be any. And it's just like guys the last couple years that went to buy their deer ammo the day before deer season and there wasn't any. Like, well, where's the deer ammo? Well, you didn't hear about COVID? You didn't, you didn't hear about this pandemic thing? You didn't hear about the election? You didn't hear about all the other recent news and events that have you know, put people on a run on ammo so that there hasn't been any available in a store for two years? Like, where are you living? But thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people went to buy deer ammo the day before deer season the last two or three years and couldn't find any. You're like, oh, I can't believe this. Well, you're an idiot. That's that's what it is. All right. You're not you're not paying any attention to what's going on. You needed to find that ammo weeks and months in advance. And now you got issues. But that's just the nature of people.
those that prepared, those that went out two months in advance and got one box of ammo, which is all they need for a year or two or three or five, they were fine. They didn't have any issues. And so, but most people aren't that guy. And so you're going to have a run on ammo and you're going to have massive scarcity issues. But chances are bismuth is going to be the quick alternative to lead for turkey hunting. Then you start looking at other things like pheasant hunting, dove hunting, all these other kinds of wing shooting. What are they going to do? They're going to turn immediately to steel and bismuth. That's what's going to happen there. Just right away. Right now, I, I often go out and hunt upland game and pheasants and so on with bismuth. Uh, just because I've got really good bismuth loads from boss. I've got my shotgun, my setup all tuned and dialed in. And I've done dozens of videos testing all manner of shot sizes and chokes and everything else. And uh, I get used to shooting that. And you know what? It's just... It's easier and better for me to go out and go after pheasants with bismuth number four versus throwing some lead number five loads in and then not being familiar with the pattern, not being familiar with the ranges, not just, it's just easier to just say, hey, I've got, I got my waterfowl loads in, they'll take down pheasants just the same and boom. And a lot of people are out hunting doves with bismuth number sevens or bismuth number eights. And, you know, there's no issues there. That just works. And, of course, steel can work too. You just have to use even bigger pellets and shorter ranges. But I don't think there'll be as big of a shake-up in the upland bird hunting game, except for doves. Doves is going to be an issue. Same with crow hunting. Yeah, because people fire a lot of shots. In my state, you can take 15 doves a day. Well, okay, with lead target loads, shooting number seven and a half or number eight shot, you know, those cost, I don't know, 20, 30 cents a load. You start going to steel loads, you're in the dollar to two dollars a load. Probably about a dollar for the average average load that you would shoot at those birds. You go to bismuth, you're more like $1.50, maybe $2 a load. Well, now the cost has increased five to tenfold to go out and hunt doves. And of course, it's increased the same amount to hunt everything. But if you're going out pheasant hunting, in my state, you can only shoot two pheasants a day. So two, three, four shells, whatever it might be you shoot that day to get your limit of pheasants uh, versus... 15 to 30 shells to get your limit of doves, maybe more. As I've said in the past, the average hunter average now is probably takes a bird 30% of the time. A third of their shots drop a bird. So for if the limit's 15, they're probably shooting 45 shells on average. Of course, you have the better hunters are shooting less, but then you got plenty of people shooting more. So the cost to hunt some of this game is going to be make it unfeasible. It's just going to be unreasonable for some people to hunt doves, even with cheap steel ammo, because the cost just tripled. It's 300 to 500% more, but they're shooting a lot of shells. All right, it just, you went from, okay, you could go out and have a day of fun for $10. Now that same day is $50. All right, just really big changes and so that's going to be one of the sadder areas at least for a while 
the cost is going to make it impossible for some people to hunt doves, at least as much as they would as an avid dove hunter. Um, I should just mention here while I'm thinking about it, chances are lead ammo is not going to be banned for target shooting or even probably sporting clays, at least on private courses. It's just most likely to be banned on public ranges. Probably won't be banned for, or not public ranges, but for hunting, public land, and probably all land. Um, it's probably most likely that it's just going to be banned there. It's probably not going to be banned for target ammo, self-defense ammo, sporting clays, things like that. Uh, at least not at first, I would imagine. Uh, but moving on. So you got these issues with wing shooting. Then you've got... What do you do with rifles? All right, so we have clear alternatives for wing shooting uh, for any kind of bird. We've already got good options out there, but what about deer hunting? What about other rifle hunting? What are you going to do there? I mean, what, what, what happens now? Well, there are actually quite a few... Uh, good lead-free options on the market these days. Due to some states banning it, uh, most of the large companies have responded with a lead-free option. Often they're copper bullets or other things. And I've done some research into it. I've done some pricing. I've done some ballistic analysis. And by and large, guys, for hunting deer and most anything else with a rifle... You have lead-free options that are just as good as your standard lead hunting ammo. They are just as good. The, the performance is just as good. The ability to drop a deer at regular ranges is just as good. We really are fortunate that companies have been taking this seriously. Now, the lead-free ammo is more expensive. But man... Centerfire rifle ammo in general has become ridiculously expensive. 30-30 ammo, 308, 30-06, and 100 other calibers have doubled in price since before COVID, and I don't think they're ever going back. They're just that's just the new normal. The box of ammo I used to be able to get for $18 is $38. I mean, it's just crazy. The box of ammo I used to be able to get for $29 before COVID is now $53. And I don't know that it's ever going to go back. And it may go back a little bit, but um, but you go and you switch over to, to lead-free ammo, and it's a little bit more still. Now, lead ammo for rifles is not just better, though. It's not better across the board. It's just as good at regular ranges. At long range, though, is where it really starts to fall behind. Uh, at least what I've seen. You know, solid copper ammo, it just doesn't have the same density as lead. And for the same reasons that shotgun ammo is less effective at range, this is going to be less effective at range. But the range of effectiveness is usually outside of where it matters for the average deer hunter. All right, so if you were hunting with 308, chances are you were shooting your deer. I'm just going with statistical averages within 50 yards. Just the average deer shot is shot within 50 yards, and many deer are shot closer. At that range, makes no difference. 
At 100 yards, it makes no difference. At 200 yards, it pretty much makes no difference. You get out the 300 yards and more, that's where it starts to make some difference. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But very few people are shooting deer, they're hunting at those kind of ranges. So the average hunter will not be in any way impacted by switching to non-toxic rifle ammo for hunting. It's just not going to happen. There will be a handful of long-range hunters People that, that push their cartridges uh, to the limits of their capabilities, they will be affected. And they will be effective significantly. And so their options are going to be start using bigger, heavier bullets. You know, right right now I could go out and get some 308 ammo that's 150 grains all the way up to, you know, almost 200 grains. Well, I'm, that's probably... I didn't go that deep into it to see how... The grain math changes for non-toxic bullets, but the bottom line is you're going to have to go towards the heavier end of the scale to get bigger bullets, to get more mass. And if you're really wanting to push your range, you're probably just going to have to go with bigger calibers. You know, if you want to if you want to be hunting deer or elk at 500 yards with a 308, probably not going to work for non-toxic for for copper bullets. It's just you're going to need to upgrade that. You're going to have to go, probably go with a 300 Winchester Magnum to try to hit out to that range. And even then, you know, you start getting out real far and it's just, it gets difficult. So that's going to impact some people. And those are going to be challenges and hurdles. Although I'm sure, given some time, the marketplace will respond. And you'll probably end up with... Um, I don't know, probably some kind of copper jacket, copper-plated tungsten or something, I don't know, tungsten core, who knows. But they'll come up with something. They will, eventually. It's not a high-priority item right now. It's not worth the money in the R&D. Not enough is being sold. In time, they'll come up with something. Now, today, if a box of centerfire deer ammo is costing $40, then the non sorry non-profit the non-toxic version the copper ammo is probably $50. And so if you're probably 20% more at least in the handful of cases I was looking at which is really not a big deal for rifle ammo cuz most people shoot a couple shells or a couple rounds a season at most and, you know sighting in go down to the range shoot a couple shells go to the go hunting you shoot one or two and so a box of ammo is going to last you a couple years it's not like waterfowl hunting where box ammo could be a day right a box could be years for deer hunting so from that standpoint not a big deal however as soon as this happens this ammo is going to disappear really fast price is going to go way up availability is going to go way down 
Now, hopefully there's enough time for manufacturers to turn their lines around and refocus on non-toxic ammo. Hopefully this will not become an overnight ban. It'll be phased in over enough time because I think that the deer hunting marketplace is going to be affected the worst because there's the least amount of center fire rifle ammo available that's non-toxic compared, relatively speaking, to shotgun ammo. You can go to a lot of sporting goods stores and you can find a lot of non-toxic shotgun ammo options. And you're doubtful to find even five boxes of centerfire rifle ammo options. And so hopefully they have the time to get caught up and get ahead and get ready for that before it happens. But you can be sure that for a while it's going to be hard to impossible to get ammo. So what do you do? I've, I've laid out the scenario. I've laid out what's likely to happen. I've laid out just some of the market forces and economics that are at stake. But what do you do? Well, I think preparation is what we should do. Preparation is what's key. And when I say preparation, I mean buy ammo in advance so that if and when this happens or gets close to happening, you can weather that storm without it disrupting your hunting or your budget significantly. So what does that look like? Well, I would recommend, this is just me talking now. I would recommend that you stock up with two seasons worth of hunting ammo. Two seasons worth of non-toxic hunting ammo. Get it in hand. Buy it now. Sight your rifle in. Get your shotgun patterned. Get your setup ready. Get whatever done. And then make sure after you get it sighted in, after you've practiced with it, target shot, all that, then buy two seasons at least worth of ammo. So that once this happens, once we get up to the edge of this thing, you will always have two years of flexibility to find more ammo, to find more options. And you might think, wow, George, yeah, it must be nice if you have the kind of money to do that. Well, now hold on now, hold on. Let's think about this. How many rifle bullets do you shoot in a season at deer or whatever you hunt? I would be shocked if you went through more than half a box in a season. All right, so having one box, it could be two seasons worth of rifle ammo for you, right? One box. How many turkey loads do you shoot in a season? I mean, maybe maybe you pattern a test a couple. Do you go through five turkey loads in a season? Very few people do. So having a one or two boxes of turkey ammo could be two seasons worth, right? So whether you want to use TSS or bismuth or whatever, Get yourself a couple boxes of non-toxic turkey shot. Put it on the shelf somewhere. And then you have it. And you're, 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 you're fine. You're set. You're, you're ready to go. It does become more difficult for upland bird hunting. right? How many, how many duck shells do you go through in a season? The average hunter probably goes through two or three boxes. All right. So then maybe you want to get half a case. Or maybe you want to just buy yourself a whole case. Um, something like that. So you got to think about, though, in terms of, okay, how much do you shoot in a season? If you're hunting with 
you're hunting pheasants, if you're hunting ducks, if you're hunting, like I said, doves are tough. But I would recommend get two seasons worth of non-toxic ammo that your gun likes. And I always recommend buy a box before a case. Pattern it, test it, hunt with it some. Find something that works good for you and then get two seasons worth of that ammo. And just keep it. Just hold on to it. Now we're not talking about investing thousands of dollars here for most hunters. Uh, And you have time. Well, at least right now, I don't know. Anything could happen, right? People are threatening all kind of crazy stuff. I don't think this is something that's going to pass in the next, you know, before this fall hunting season happens. But who knows when you're listening to this episode. So my recommendation is stock up. Again, you don't need a whole lot of money. You don't need a whole lot of ammo. You don't need a whole lot of space. Whatever you hunt, though, get two years worth of ammo. Set it aside. I learned my lesson with waterfowl hunting over the last couple years. I've always got a couple years worth of ammo. May not necessarily be exactly what I want to hunt with all the time, but if if they just stop making waterfowl ammo for two years, I'd be fine. I got enough ammo to last me two years, no problem. Same with turkey ammo. Same with rifle ammo. I I have that much ammo by default because it's not that much ammo for anything except waterfowl for me. I don't hunt a lot of doves. I may go out dove hunting once or twice a year, but I'm not going through cases of dove ammo. Uh, You know, if I go through a box a season, then that's a lot. So, you know, you think about in terms of realistic, what are you hunting? You're hunting squirrels. You're hunting rabbits. You're hunting pigeons. Are you hunting... Uh, grouse whatever you plan to hunt with get two seasons worth of non-toxic ammo and then don't use it just set it aside and then buy and use ammo like you normally would up and until the time when things start to go down you can always buy more later you can always get a third year or a fourth year's worth but i wouldn't go and get tons of ammo because things are going to change things are going to develop things are going to evolve over time you don't know they might come out 10 years from now and say hey tungsten ammo is toxic for whatever reason so you can't use tungsten anymore um well then okay you got a a, you got a 100 year supply of tungsten ammo you can't even sell it now i wouldn't invest a ton of money to buy a ton of ammo i would have enough to cover the transition period in the foreseeable future Um, and and what's realistic and likely to happen. And I wouldn't sweat it too much. Like I said, don't invest tons of money because you don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know. Like I said, I wouldn't go and buy cases of bismuth waterfowl ammo to use for turkey hunting right now because you can be sure that as soon as this happens, they're going to start developing bismuth turkey loads that are superior to the waterfowl loads for that purpose. So things like this are going to happen. It's good to have a little extra. All right. It's good to have a backup plan. You know, if you want to go and get a box of bismuth number fours or bismuth number fives, buffered shells as a backup plan in case you run out of TSS or, or who knows, you know, yeah, keep a box or two in your back pocket somewhere in the back of your, of your gun case, but don't get a case or two. Uh, you know, you don't need to spend that kind of money. You don't need to put that kind of ammo back because like I said, things are going to change and develop and evolve. So 
if I were out there and, and trying to figure out what do I do, how do I get some peace of mind, how do I get some security here, those are my recommendations. Guys, I'd really appreciate it if you consider supporting this channel on Patreon. You can head right to Patreon, search the New Hunter's Guide. You can head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, and you can find the link to Patreon in the footer of every page. Uh, it really makes a difference. It helps me do the YouTube videos. Gets materials, paper, targets, ammo, everything else that's needed for the videos. And people say things like, well, you're just, you have all this ammo now for these videos. And now, you know, you go ahead and use that for hunting. Yeah, guys, I almost never use anything for hunting that I test in videos. I have so many boxes of ammo that I will never shoot in the woods. I mean, it could be the end of the world as we know it. I probably still would never run out of uh, random stuff that I would probably never hunt with. All right. It's just, it's just not the way this thing works. Um, I have a handful of things that I do hunt with and I typically buy those by the case and I've got them and that's what I like to use. But for the most part, you know, I go out just, you know, I might test 10 different turkey loads in a video. Yeah, I'm not hunting with all of those. That's just, there's just no way it would take a whole lifetime to even go out and, and it's just, nah, forget about it. Almost everything that I buy for the videos is used exclusively and only for the videos. So I would appreciate you guys considering supporting the channel. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.